Good afternoon and welcome back to Expansion of Consciousness, our whole Jason Medlock. Uh, it just seems like the show keeps getting better and better. And of course, I'm biased because I have hosted and I have the crew of the show, but it is getting better. It's getting better each and every night that we uh, produce content. And tonight is different. We're going to have a master NLP practitioner on the show. Uh, and she's a coach. But um, before we do, um, make sure that if you are just watching us because you see us pop up on your cell phone, go ahead and subscribe to us uh, on YouTube at Extension of Consciousness. Uh, we're live on Facebook. We're live on uh, Twitter. We're live on LinkedIn. So uh, you just choose whatever you want to do and um, just sit back and, you know, check us out. But June Collins. June Collins is a master NLP practitioner, and she's a coach. In 2012, she lost her son, Caleb, and found herself hitting rock bottom and not understanding how to rebuild her life without Caleb in it. During this time, June found a passion with the mind and how individuals react to trauma. Through her own experience and education, she helps other women rebuild and find purpose in their life. In 2012, June said her life was upside down when her two-and-a-half-year-old son passed away. And as she hit rock bottom and began to rebuild her life and find her person life, she became intrigued by the mind. So June began to study it and became a master, a master at neuro-linguistic neuro programming, which we mentioned before, cognitive behavior therapy, uh, dialectual behavior therapy, and acceptance and commitment there are things that I want to know about tonight. And I'm going to make sure we get it all out of June. But through her studies, uh, she founded Life After Child. Life After Child helps women rebuild and find purpose in their life after child loss. Through June's work, she found purpose, which is teaching other women to rebuild and find purpose themselves in their own lives. June believes as women, we get lost in our marriage, being a mom, and you get lost in your career. We forget even um, uh, our purpose and aside satisfying everybody else, which we know a lot of moms and, um, you know, the wives of the, the family. Yeah, we know that they satisfy everybody and they take care of themselves last. But that's what moms do. Um, and we and we love that. But to thrive, um, June mentions as women, we have to live a life where our purpose is in line with the life we're living. Without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring June on. Uh, what a special spirit, what a special individual. And I cannot wait to get this conversation started. Hey, June, how are you? Good. How are you doing? Doing, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I hope I did a you know pretty good job. Um, with uh, you know, just letting the audience know your depth, uh, what you've been, what you've gone through, and some of the things that you learn um, to change your life, help other women, um, and 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 actually to coach these techniques and these methods. But the 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 one thing that struck me was losing a child. I have a child. I know most of the audience probably uh, still listen, listening 
that, that's incredible. And even at that age, but child loss and the process of healing, can you just speak to that? Yeah. So, um, I was, I was the career, uh, career oriented woman. I always thought that my purpose in life was to have a, a big career and be like this big, great, you know, just whatever you decide when you're young, um, when you're young. And, um, so when I was 29, I decided, you know what, I think I need to have a child, you know, I never thought about it before. I wasn't having kids. I was going to have this great career and I decided to have a child. Well, when I had my child, um, in 2009, I had actually a complete placenta abruption. And for those that don't know, basically, you know, the baby tears away from your wall and they're not breathing. And um, it was crazy. I, I had a lot of trouble with that. <laughs> but um, anyway, he ended up living and obviously I lived and um, we went on from there and he was actually a special needs child. And um, he had seizures, he had microcephaly, he had a whole bunch of things wrong with him. And, um, but he was fine. We had each other, we both lived through it. And I always told myself, you know, we lived, we lived for each other. And that's, hmm. that's how, you know, we went on and we learned how to live a life as a family of a special need with a special needs child, because it's different. So in 2012, I was, um, we took shifts. I'll, I'll start by that. We took shifts taking care of Caleb because he was, he had to be fed in the middle of the night and he would wake up several times during the night because of like his, his problems. And so one night I was woke up by my husband at the time screaming that Caleb wasn't breathing. And I ran downstairs and um, I, I guess just the mind doesn't want to believe that something's wrong with a child. And yeah. so basically, I was like, are you joking? You know, that, that was like, the, all I could say was, are you joking? And he said, no, I'm serious. And I actually went into Caleb's room and grabbed him off the bed. And I started CPR on him. And I did CPR on him until the paramedics arrived. And after the paramedics arrived, um, obviously, they took him to the hospital. And when they got there, they, he was deceased. And that was back in yeah. 2012. And um, from there, I ended up divorcing my husband at the time. Um, we just kind of grew apart. Um, we both grieved differently, and men and women usually do grieve differently. And I, I got to a point where I was sitting. I was obviously divorced. I had my dog. That was it. I had this little miniature dachshund, and it was like yeah. the greatest thing ever. And um, I was just sitting on the couch for one day, and I just decided, you know, I got to figure this out. I can't. Because at the time when I lost my son, I was only 31 years old. And yeah. I, I was, you know, it's like, I can't live the rest of my life like this, but I don't know how to move forward. And I don't know how to do it. And that's when, um, like anybody that loses a child, I decided I'm going to get my master's degree in forensic psychology. And, and then, you know, um, after I did that and just studied the mind for a long time, I, I enjoyed it so much. I was like, what else is out there? And that's when I started taking so many different things. And then I became where I loved helping women. I loved helping other women that were going through the same thing I was going through. And that just drove me even more into, well, I wonder what NLP is. I wonder what acceptance, you know, and commitment therapy is. I wonder what cognitive behavioral therapy is. And 
And that's what, you know, I found out what I like doing the best. And then after I found out I like this way of doing it, then I just learned more and more and more. And that's, that's kind of where I am now. And it's awesome. I love neuro-linguistic programming. Um, It is truly uh, a special modality. And Mm -hmm. I'm a certified hypnotherapist. I'm also a QHHT, quantum healing hypnosis um, practitioner. And I know how special NLP can be used in conjunction with those modalities. So I'm, I was so excited. Um, June, how can, you know, you, 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 it's obviously, uh, you you always think about, uh, the the children and uh, being part of your life and the loss and that never goes Mm -hmm. away, but you grow from it. How can Mm -hmm. you start rebuilding, um, how can women start building their lives, uh, women that you work with after they've experienced such a tragic loss with a child? Sure. So I like NLP. NLP and commitment and acceptance therapy are are my favorite. They're my favorite because it was once I learned what they were, they were what helped me the most. Um, Mm -hmm. And it starts, it truly starts by whenever you lose a child, Basically, your whole, your morals, your values, and your beliefs, they they are totally gone. Um, what I believe before my child loss is totally different than what I believe now. And the what the things that happen to me in a day, um, they don't mean as much to me. They're just, they're just not important any, anymore to me. And I think the first step is realizing, you know what, I want to, I, I do want to change. I don't want to stay in this place that I am. I really don't know how to do it, but I want to change. And and once you accept and and make it a point in your mind to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. And that that's the the most important steps. And it's one of the hardest steps for anybody that loses children or even a husband or something like that, because everybody's always afraid that if I move forward, I'm forgetting them. Or if I move forward, I'm not appreciating them like I should, or they're going to be forgotten. And the whole thing is, is you'll never, ever forget someone that you love so much. Um, you know, I, um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You, yeah, you know, just loss, loss of a spouse, mm-hmm. loss of a child, loss of someone you've been planning to do things with. It's just really tough. And, mm-hmm. um, I've had someone in my family who's just gone through a lot of loss and a lot of hurt yeah. like that. And mm-hmm. I guess the question is, you know, uh, you know, women, they'll speak or men will speak the topic and they had to go change and they had to work on mm-hmm. this. And here I am now. And then the audience typically is left with, I wonder what she did exactly to change. I wonder mm-hmm. what that process looked like. Yeah. I wonder how many nights she cried. Mm-hmm. How what is process? What did it look like, June? And mm-hmm. even the dark moments when you thought you were possibly over it, and then all of a sudden you you feel this, you know, this this tenseness again, and you had to go back through the whole process and try to get back to where you are now. How does how how does that the healing look and what did you do? Okay. So um obviously I'm, I made up my mind. And um, that was one of the biggest steps I had to, had to do. And then I had to look at what do I truly believe now? What are my yes. morals? What is important to me? And I had to get rid in, in a simple way. I had to get rid of everything that was important in my life anymore. 
And then I re I had to tell myself over and over again, because all, all of this is, is a mind, and I say mind game lightly, but it, it's, it's a mind game. You have to reprogram your mind of what you're thinking. So for one, one thing that I did is I had an, I said an affirmation. I wanted to learn how to do it. And I said an affirmation and my affirmation was I've already lived my worst day. Every day after that is going to be better than that day was. And that meant something to me because I was like, there's absolutely nothing that's going to happen in my life that is worse than that was. I mean, there's, there's nothing, you know, and, and I said that and anytime I had, I had one of those bad times. And at first it's all the time. Um, I can remember um, probably the first months, there's very little that I do remember. Um, but uh, I kept telling myself over and over again, that affirmation when I had a negative thought in my head, because basically what you're trying to do and NLP teaches that teaches you this is you're trying to train your mind to think differently. Cause most mm -hmm. people, when say you, I say, your grandmother, or I say your child, you're going to, your mind's automatically going to have you remember the last memory you have of them, that last interaction, that last talk you had with them. And for someone that's grieving, in a sense, the last thing that they remember is that death, whether you found them, whether like for me, I had found my son, I did CPR on him. I remember what he looked like when I got to the hospital. Those were the last thoughts in mind of my son. And there were so many more thoughts that were so much better, so many happy moments, so many things that we did. I mean, I even took, I took a two and a half year old, a special needs kid to the Bahamas. You know what I mean? We did so much more yes. stuff and I had to, whenever I had that negative thought, so I had the affirmation, I'll go ahead and say that. I had the affirmation, I had a negative thought, which was very often, you know, it was like, let me find 10 minutes of happiness. Let me find, a, then let me find a couple hours of happiness. Then let me find a day of happiness. Because everybody wants a quick fix when it comes to, to loss in general or something in job, a career, you want it fast and you want it right now. But just like everything in life, it's a process. It's step by step, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. So I kept telling myself over and over again, you know, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep doing this affirmation when I had a bad time. And then I would try all the things that people said to that. This is how you heal. And I, I truly don't believe you heal. I'll go ahead and say that. I don't believe you heal. I, I think you learn how to deal with it. So I, um, I would try, try different things. I, I tried counseling and mm. um, therapy, and that just wasn't for me. I'm very a very introverted person, and um, that just wasn't for me. I didn't want to go tell somebody. So I didn't want to um, tell somebody my problems that I didn't know and someone that didn't right. had never experienced child loss. Um, so that didn't work for me. So then I went, then I was like, okay, well that didn't work. Let me move on to something else. And I never tried group counseling because I'm, like I said, a whole group of people, it wasn't for me. Um, and then, you know, it, they said, Hey, when you're having a bad thought in your mind or, or having bad thoughts, get on YouTube and watch a funny video and watch <laughs> something happy. So I try to do that. You know, I mean, just anything, any little thing that they had out there, um, they said to um, talk to other mothers. I talked to a lot of mothers and I love talking to mothers that have lost a child because we have something in common. 
in it. And, and I always say we're part of a group we never wanted to be a part of, but um, we bonded and that helped me. And then I had to, I, during my child loss phase, I had what I call triggers and, and everybody will have them. And, and basically it was identifying when, when all of a sudden I was having a good day and I would have a bad moment. I call that a trigger. And when I would have, have those triggers, what I would do was I would sit down and I'm old fashioned. I have a journal and I would sit down and I'd write into it. What was I doing? What um, was it? A, you know, what was I doing? Did it, did me having something did what I was doing to have something to do with my child? Um, did, was it a smell I smelled Was it a place I went? Um, and I just evaluated it and, and thought, what is my mind thinking? And I can give you a perfect example of this because my mother passed away in July of last year. And when my mother passed away, I was having a really bad time. I mean, obviously with my mom passing, but I was, I went back to that dark place with my child again. And I was having a lot of problems with him. So I'm like, what's going on? I, I, you know, I, I know how to deal with loss. What's going on? And I did the same thing. I like, okay. I was triggered when my mom passed away. Why? Okay. Well, my mom's a family member and Caleb was a family member. No, it's gotta be more than that. So then I broke it down even more and it was okay. Well, my basically broke it down, broke it down. And then I basically figured, figured out that, I was having such a bad time with my mom passing because my mom was there with Caleb's traumatic birth. She was there when he passed. She took care of him. And she was one of the only people that are left that actually knew Caleb. Most people I know now know him from stories. They don't know him as a person. Yeah. And that, that's what triggered me. And, and now that I figured out of it, I'm like, okay, I can deal with it. I understand now. And that's with anything. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about child loss and grief and stuff like that, but that's anything in life. Like when you're having a bad moment, there's a reason why. And that's part of NLP is figuring out where's this coming from, not changing it. We're trying to change how you feel or what happened to you or make and make it seem like we're going to make it better. We're just going to try to teach you how to deal with it. And I, and I think that's how I, that's how anybody, and that's how I dealt with it was I need to learn how to deal with it. And one of the biggest things with learning how to deal with it was realizing that just because I'm moving forward and I laugh or I have a good time with, you know, going out and doing something with my friends or hanging out or going places, that doesn't mean I'm replacing my child. And I talk about my, my child a lot. Um, my, um, I'm married again and I have a little girl now at, well, I have a little girl, she's nine now, but, um, I, they, they know about Caleb. Caleb is still in my life. You know, he, there's pictures of him up. Um, you know, we, my daughter asks questions about him. And I'm very honest to an extent of a nine-year-old, obviously I don't go into a lot of details. I went, <laughs> one funny story when she was younger, she asked me what happened to Caleb when he when he died. And I said, well, he went, went to sleep one night and never woke up. Well, I scared her. And then she never wanted to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, no. so, <laughs> I, and I thought was she being, being slick and, you know, like, Oh, well, he went to sleep one night and just didn't go. Well, then she was scared to go to sleep. It was now I can laugh about it, but back then it was hard because she wouldn't go to sleep at night. But, um, you know, she knows about him. Um, 
she she actually grieves him as well and i think it's because it's the brother that she never had because she's the only child and she knows she has a brother but he's not here um right. so we about him um i'm married again my husband he knows about him um and we talk about him and his birthday and his death day he always just shoots me a text hey you know i'm thinking about you and um you know that's how we deal with it and i think a lot of people think that just because you're moving on or something happened or a death happened that you have to forget about it and that's another thing with nlp you just have to learn how to deal with it and deal with it healthy in a healthy way. And, and that's how I do it. You know, I deal with it in a healthy way. I still have my bad days. There's just because, you know, you know, I healed, um, doesn't mean that I'm not going to have bad days. I, you know, um, the week before his death day, cause he died March 20th. Um, I had a, I had a really bad week. You know, I had, I had my little crying section and I got down deep in that spot and I said, okay, you know, I'm going to cry it out. I cried it out. And then it was like, okay, I had my cry for his death day and now it's time to pick myself back up. And it's unfortunately, it's not something like, you know, some people are like naturally good at soccer, baseball, basketball, we're naturally good at talking. We're naturally good at something with, with child loss or with something like this, you actually have to try, you know, and that's, you actually have to want it. You actually have to push yourself and it's, it's scary. And, um, back to like the deep, the deep spot that I went, I, I mean, I, I'm very open with it. You know, I didn't want to do anything. I didn't eat. Um, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want anybody around me. Um, I got spot. I was working for, um, I was working in law enforcement at a drug task force at the time. And I was a, um, an agent with them and we did a search warrant on a house. And I, I decided in two weeks I was ready to go back to work, which was crazy. Don't ever do that. But um, I, I was doing a search warrant with them and I can't remember to this day. I remember some of it, but remember all of it. And I was at that point at during that time where I was like, you know, I don't want to kill myself, but if something happened to me and I actually passed away or died, it would be okay. And that is not okay to be like that, but that's where I was at. And right. I put everybody in jeopardy and we got to think about that too. And, um, so I knew then too, I had to, I had to get out of that spot. I mean, you look at now and you're like, God, you know, I can't believe I was there, but I was there. Yeah. A lot of people are there with, with different things in life. You know, um, NLP is so amazing. And ladies and general, gentlemen, neuro-linguistic programming. But I wanted to ask you, and mm -hmm. since we're on the topic of, you know, uh, uh, passing away, uh, death, mm -hmm. there are parts of NLP, and y'all know you this, that can move you to have conversations with those beings who have moved on. And mm -hmm. it is something like QHHT. There's a, and I forget the name of which modality that's under the, you know, uh, the, uh, the NLP branch, but in any event, I've had patients who, I'm sorry, let me not say patients. I've had clients who they, they uh, mourned a loved one 
And I've always told them, and we're taught this, we cannot contact them too soon. Um, it's just not, it's, it's not appropriate to contact too soon. So I've had clients that I, we waited, you know, a period of six months and, you know, they went through their healing process and, and, um, you know, were able to handle it. And we made contact through quantum healing hypnosis. Yeah. And it was amazing. The loved one came through their avatar speaking to them. And it really, really helped mm-hmm. with the bad days from that day forward, bad days. And just the, the lonely feeling went away. And this individual went on to just do some great things in business. And um, I'm wondering, had you had that experience yet? Have you thought about it yet? You are um, uh, a coach, NLP master. You know about these modalities. Was that something mm-hmm. you ever entertained or it's just, you know, thought about for, for a hot second? So I, I don't want to talk about much, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about my dream. Um, so when dreams I, are real, uh, yeah, dreams, dreams are important. <laughs> yes. They were, it was extremely important to me and I believe in signs and I believe in sp- spirits. Yes. Um, although I was extremely mad at God at the time when my son died at first, um, when I came home from the hospital, um, I sat on my front porch and, um, I sat on my front porch and I was just sitting there because I didn't know what to do. You know, it's just like, what do you do? And I was just sitting there in silence and I live on five acres in the country and I'm sitting on my front porch. And although we have wildlife out here, um, a deer came out and the deer was like 50 feet in front of me. And, um, we just stared at each other. I call her she, but we just, we just kind of stared at each other and, and then like all of a sudden she walked off and I, I truly believe that that was a sign that peace, you know, just because the symbol of deer and they're peaceful and they're sweet and just beautiful animals. And um, so that's the first time that I believe I, it was a sign. It was so, yeah. someone telling me it's going to be okay. And I'm- then um, I can't remember how long I was into the death of Caleb. I know I was still, I don't even know if I was still eating yet. Um, I went to sleep one night and I had a dream and I was in, and this is going to, I guess, because I have a field out in front of my house. I guess that's why I was in a field. It's not that crazy. Um, but I was in a field and I remember standing there and Caleb came running up to me and he grabbed onto my legs and he looked up at me and he smiled and that was it. That was that was the whole dream. But the significance of the dream to me was Caleb had several palsy. He couldn't walk. He was in a wheelchair when he ran up to me and he put his arms around me and looked up at me. He had cortical blindness and he didn't have his glasses on so he could see. And then um, when he smiled, um, Caleb couldn't smile. And he gave me this big, huge, he only smiled from like a, a spot in his mouth a little bit where he could move it. Um, And he smiled this big smile. And one of the biggest fears for me, too, was I was so scared that nobody could take care of Caleb as good as I could take care of him. And that dream had such a significant significance going through my child loss. And obviously it was just a dream, but 
it gave me a relief. It, it really did give me a relief. Um, like I just, okay, everything's going to be okay. And obviously it was a long time before I decided I was going to, you know, I needed to do something with my life, but it, it came at a good time. It really came at a good time after I had that dream. I started eating some, um, and then obviously I started eating again and, you know, I kind of picked myself up and maybe I should go to work. Maybe I should, you know, talk to people cause I wasn't talking to anybody either. Um, so that happened right away. And then now, um, I believe in like, I don't want to sound crazy, but I believe in numbers and I get like a series of numbers all the time. I get four. Well, I get when they started, they started, I, re, I remember seeing three, three, three. And the significance for three, three, three with me is three is my, was my soccer number. Cause I used to play soccer. And, um, so, you know, I see, you know, the, the same digits, three, three same digits. And I, and I believe it's a sign. And then, um, I also, I, I, I ask for signs. Like if I'm worried about something or if I'm thinking about something really hard, and I think I need, I need, need the answer. I'm like, I don't know where to go. I need a sign. I need a sign or I need you. I tell Caleb, you know, I, I need you or I tell mom, I need you. We have carnals up at the front of my house where my dad lives um, a mile and a half up. And I'll park, I park my car out, out in front of his, his house right outside the door. And there's a cardinal that will come and jump on one of the outside mirrors on my car and he'll go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And carnal obviously is this, you know, a sign that your loved one is there. And I just, I believe in signs and I believe that if you ask, I really believe in manifest. I didn't, I didn't for a long time believe in it, but I think if you ask, then it will come. Um, I totally, I, to I totally agree. Uh, spirits come to us in different ways. They come to us sometimes through mm -hmm. our chakra systems, which invoke emotion. They mm -hmm. sometimes come to us in the form of maybe an animal, uh, sort of like what you're talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah. And the subconscious in your higher self will never put more on you than you bear. And I'm speaking to the audience. Mm -hmm. It will never, in the dreams that you had, were for a reason. Mm -hmm. The subconscious mind controls what you see, yeah. um, and and they show it to you for a reason, and mm -hmm. it's for this particular lifetime. You will never dream anything how wild it may be. The dream that's not serving a purpose for this time. But I got something else I want to show you. Here's a brilliant mm -hmm. young young lady. I want you to give me your thoughts. Uh, on this young lady. She's uh NLP just like you. And just want to know to get your get your get your thought process on um just just she does great work. And here she is. You <laughs> so tell us about your website. Um, um you know, give the audience uh what they expect and you know when they come to visit you um mm -hmm. at lifechild.com and let me put the banner up. I got your banner right there. Let's talk about it a little bit. Um, what can we expect or what can the audience expect uh, when they come to your website? Yeah, so um, basically it just kind of talks about a lot of women have guilt. There's usually some kind of guilt from it, uh, from their child loss. And um, it just is going to basically tell you, hey, you know, 
most people have guilt. I'm going to help you rebuild your life. And I believe that you have to rebuild, you know, you're rebuilding your life from what you used to know. And you have to find your purpose. I do truly believe in your purpose. So basically when you go to my website, um, it's going to tell you a little bit about, about, you know, just child loss. And then um, you just book a con consultation. That's all you have to do is just book a consultation because sometimes, um, how can I explain that? I, I don't want to sound mean, but like sometimes I'm not the person for everybody. You know, I oh, yeah. truly believe to That's heal. not mean. That's just being honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I truly, if you want to, if you really truthfully want to heal and you want to get the most out of um, a NLP practitioner or you or anybody, you have to mesh. And I say mesh, that's probably in fashion word, but I'm, you have to mesh and I have to be your person. And if we're not pe per people, people, if we're not meshing together, then we don't need to work together. You need to find who is the perfect yeah. person for you. And um, so I would talk to you and I want to talk to you for at least 45 minutes. And that way we get a good understanding about it. And, you know, I'll ask you about your child loss and I'll ask you, what do you want? You know, what do you want? And a lot of times that is one thing someone does not, they don't know. I don't know what I want. I just know I don't want to feel like this. Mm -hmm. And um, we talk about if they have guilt issues and just stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's the first step is just 45 minutes just to see what's going on. You know, how do you want help? If you know, some people don't know, if you don't know that's okay yeah. too. And I always tell people it, you know, in that call, let's figure out if you don't know your personality, you figure out what your personality is. You need to figure out what you believe is important now and important meaning morals, value beliefs. But the, the thing is, it's, it's not, well, I think my family's important. NLP tells you to break it down more than that. Okay, it's not just your family. What about your family? Is it love you guys share? Is it the togetherness? Is it the closeness? Is it um, the happy times? What is it about each specific thing? You don't want, basically, you're not looking for a noun. You're looking for, you know, something more than, than just family. You know, you're looking for loving, caring, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I always tell them to do that. That would be number one. After you make the decision to do it, number, number, I guess, number two is let's figure out what your morals are, your values, your beliefs, and then let's start thinking about triggers. When are you feeling, feeling the saddest? When are you having the bad times? When are you having the good times? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's basically the start of it. Um, I do have like a lot of stuff. Um, I have a separate private group for women and I just post a lot of stuff in there. Um, just webinars and stuff like that. And that's, um, that's on Facebook and a lot of people don't have so Facebook. I was going to gonna ask you to give a last word to the audience and you're doing just that. So go ahead and give them this yeah, last word because no, I, want you, no. I want you to give um, them information. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of information on there. I give a lot of free things. Um, I go by six steps with, with my program. Um, and, um, I say program, I call it membership because you're a member of this group that we never wanted to be, a, be in, but, um, Facebook, yeah. it's, um, pri a private group. It's called women surviving child loss. And, um, basically there's a lot of stuff in there. Just there's webinars in there. There's, um, flyers and just little things to help. Um, I do a lot of just 
FaceTime in there, just, you know, asking. I do monthly Q&A. So um, once a month, I do Q&A for these moms. Obviously, if they have any questions, they DM me. Um, and obviously, anybody can, you're, anybody's welcome to DM me with questions. I just, for me, it's more about helping moms and helping them get through that day. And um, it's just, it's just my people. It's my tribe. So um, anybody's welcome to join that, too. So um, June said Facebook, uh, for, for those who missed it, Women Surviving Child Loss. Go to her Facebook page, Women mm -hmm. Surviving Child Loss. June, it was great. We, 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 we've run out of time. I want yeah. you to hang tight a little bit in the back sure. office. I want to wrap this up because I want to I want to talk to you about some few things. I have to negotiate, ladies and gentlemen, for June to come back because we missed a lot, and she knows it. Yeah, <laughs> we missed a lot, but we had to get this part out. I know, but mm -hmm. we had to get this part out because you do such great work in this field. I'm, and I'm happy to see that you've narrow niched it to. You've narrow niched mm -hmm. it to something that was near and near to your heart. But hold tight. Hold tight. I will be right back. Okay? Hold tight. Wow. <laughs> um, June Collins. I'm just, she's a... NLP master, neuro linguistic program, and she's got a number of modalities that she does. And when I talked about, we ran out of time and we didn't have, uh, there's just so much else to talk about. Don't get it confused. June works with women who have suffered child loss. She's an NLP master. She talks about how to create uh, the business for you. She knows about how your career uh, can work for you later in your life, okay? Turning your passion to profit. So, so June is much more uh, than what we talked about tonight. She is a masterful coach, and she, um, you know, had credentials in what she's doing. But I'm so happy uh, that she came on. I'm so happy that we got a chance to just really dive down, dive deep into the past trauma um, that was experienced. And may have been experienced by a lot of you watching. But I want to thank you for listening to Expansion of Consciousness tonight. And this show could not be possible without you. Um, I get a lot of emails. We get a lot of people chiming in uh, in the chats. It's just, you know, it's, it's fulfilling because I want to keep bringing quality content, quality individuals like June, who has an absolutely authentic voice. I'll leave you with that. And the words I like to leave you with all the time are relax, trust, and discover. We'll see you the next time.